feel like anything is possible right now with this song. This is one of those songs where you like play before you like go out at night or something. You know, you're getting ready in a shower, you know, and you're just going, yeah, back in your single days, you're like, so going to get some tonight. I was thinking the opposite. I was thinking (laughs) if I hear this song, even at my age of 41 years old, I feel like if I played this song loud enough and listened to it long enough, I could get on Killer B with a bareback rig and make it at least four jumps. Here Let's do it. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Crank it up. I bet. Ben, I bet. Benny running man. This is the best part. Vince and Susan. Welcome back, everybody. Little ACDC on this beautiful day. Whatever day this is, this is going to get released. Yeah. So uh, we are doing so well. Uh, we are so proud of ourselves. Like, <laughs> so very proud of you know, ourselves. Let's hug later. We never hug. <laughs> we never hug. Let's hug later. <laughs> um, we are doing another rump chat. We are really taking advantage of uh, being together because um, thanks to you guys, our, our loyal listeners that are just awesome, we are, you know, nearing 1.2 million downloads. Oh, my God. Can I you looked. remember in Santa Fe in, what is it, 2019 yeah. when we started this? And then we got to like a hundred downloads, and we're like, "Oh my god, no way!" And then a thousand people like us, like a thousand. We just it, our minds were blown. We were checking every five minutes, and so <laughs> it's pretty cool. But um, I, yeah. looked, I looked on the deal you sent me. We've had fifty-seven thousand downloads in the last thirty days. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you. And don't forget too. I'm not trying to push this on you, but. Uh, our merch is up and running. Yes. Rump Chat merch at rumpchat.com. Anything helps. And um, it Justin Jacobucci that takes care of that, unlike us, he will send you your stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, we're, we're legit now, and we yeah. have been. So go on rumpchat.com. We got awesome Order merch. Um, even if we're out of something, he can make it really quick. So And for the record, I was yesterday, before the rodeo, this guy was like, how come you wear the same shirt every day? I have got a whole box full of black Rump Chat t-shirts that I wear. I have one. Well, I stole mine fair and square from the NFR. Speaking of that, Kyle Carell, uh, you know, spur one for autism. Yeah. I have not gotten my coffee cup nor T-shirt that I'm supposed to get. I have both of them. Actually, I have your coffee cup in my trailer. And you've been using it. Some, it's an Iowa Hawkeyes yeah, cup. Yeah, I it's know. It's pretty dang cool. You crummy bastard. Give me my shit. Uh, but on on a positive side of that, if everybody's wearing the Spurn One for Autism stickers now because yeah. it's a full, legit 501, uh, was it 3C? 501C3, non-profit. Non-profit. That, 100% uh, tax deductible. Yeah, so they're they're doing a lot of stuff for uh, supporting kids with autism and and uh, Kyle's son, Drake, who's kicking ass and, and uh, is autistic, but he's just a good boy. And I got to see him at Punk City's Rodeo and and uh, so I'm going to get restocked in those stickers because I've been passing them out at rodeos, but not your coffee cup. Give me my or your T-shirt. <laughs> Give me my coffee cup. Did you just mute yourself? I don't know what happened there. That was weird. Yeah, you muted yourself trying to be a dick. But, yeah. Um, so, uh, um, yeah, I don't know where I was going to go. Let's get uh, our, our guest for the day who not five minutes ago was drinking coffee probably outside of his trailer peacefully well, until he we interrupted his day. And here's the thing. Uh, we were sitting here, and I was looking at my comments on Facebook, which we mm-hmm. put out, you know, who would you like to have on? We had like six people say, Luke Kraut. Yeah. Bullfighter from Australia, now living in Arizona. 
got some uh, boys that fights bulls and uh, a, a long bullfighting tradition with the family and rodeo and and yeah we didn't he I didn't give him a heads up he didn't know I walked over <laughs> to his what camper we do. It's, that's rum chat I knocked on my door and I said come help me for a minute <laughs> that's how what you do know. you need mate I said just come on oh we're gonna be on rum chat <laughs> then he's I can't every every one of my Australian friends hates my Australian accent but he was like. Uh-oh, but it might shoot. I can't even do it. You can't yeah. do it in front of him, can you? <laughs> no, I can't. I can't do it. But uh, bullfighter, PRCA bullfighter, longtime friend of uh, all of us in rodeo, Luke Kraut, everybody. Luke Kraut. Hey, guys. How's it going? Glad to be here. Awesome, buddy. See, that sounds so cool. I know. Like, the Australian <sighs> accent just, which, which was funny because we were doing a TV deal here a couple mornings ago, and <laughs> the... the uh, Morning Anchor's like, you have an awkward accent. Where are you from? Oh, no way, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, get it all the time. Then straight away, they want to say either English or New Zealand, which is oftentimes an insult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys, uh, what do you call the British? It's uh, not uh, posh, but... Uh, Poms. The, pom- yeah. Prisoner of Her Majesty's. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. I don't know what that means, but everybody's laughing, so... Prisoner of Her Majesty's means the queen. They're prisoners of the queen. They, they have queen. They haven't broke out of her rule. Sounds great. I'm even though they I'm have so a bad at this sustained stuff. government, but anyway, we're way over his yeah. head. Was that on Downton Abbey? <laughs> it might have been. So um, yeah, Lukey, it, it's it's awesome. You know, you, the boys are uh, boys. Is he riding barebacks? Boys is riding bareback horses, and um, he's gone to college in Clarendon with uh, that's right. The great coach, uh, uh, Brett Franks. Brett Franks. Yeah, yep. Brett Franks. Yeah. Um, yeah, because where was I at that I, I, I just saw him somewhere, then and, and uh, God, he got on a buck. Was it Weatherford? Weatherford yeah. Tech, he got yeah. on a bucker. He and did. He came and got on him, so mm-hmm. kudos to him. Yeah. That, yeah. One of Pete's horses, and it was, he was ranked. He, he, he went at him. He wasn't laying back, but it didn't end up good, but he no. walked away. But he's, it, it, I'm, I'm proud of the kid. I'm going to tell you what, for anybody, it takes a set of balls to get on a bareback horse. Oh, it's the scariest thing you'll ever do in your life, in my opinion. Oh, 100%. Have you, have you rode bareback horses, Luke? I rode a handful in Australia, and I didn't like it, but I was okay at it. So my f- good friends, of course, they'd enter me, and you couldn't turn out. Oh, so yeah, I got on enough, and I, I hated it. It's scary. It's too fast. It's... Ugh. No. <laughs> I was watching that yesterday when one of those guys is cranking his old hand off in the old suitcase-like handle, <laughs> and I'm like, screw that. I mean... <laughs> Well, let's get it all in there. Let's make sure that my arm gets completely separated from a body. But um, so, besides bareback, I, I don't even know the story about Luke. Yeah, let's start from the beginning. I want to, Luke, take us through to how you got here. I mean, from from the time you you could remember <laughs> until the time that you showed up in a tra- random trailer in Prescott, Arizona. Right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> No, I um, had an opportunity to come over here. I had a good friend in Australia that um, had a little, uh, a little farm beside mum and dad's, and he was from Camp Verde, Arizona. And he was coming over to visit his parents, and uh, the, it was the Wood family. They raised a lot of good quarter horses up there. So I asked him if I could tag along, and while I was here, I ended up going to a, a uh, bull riding school in, in, down in Phoenix, uh, put on by Cody Custer. Mm. And it was a Sankey school. Uh, Lyle Sankey put it on, and... I uh, done well there and learned a lot and saw the opportunity, so I went home and went to work for about a year and saved everything I could and sold everything I could and come here and I was I was going to try to make the NFR and the bull riding is what the what the dream was, you know, 
And uh, anyway, just got here and uh, had to go to work, and I all I knew was horses and cattle, so I ended up uh, starting to shoe horses, and um, I don't really like it, but it's fed my family for a long, long time, and uh, I've learned a lot there too. Got to work with some phenomenal vets and, and do some stuff that I didn't know you could do, so that's it's been great. And um, then uh, I rode bulls for a while and went to the turquoise circuit finals uh, five times and went to the... Uh, Copenhagen finals with the PBR once and then at the end of my career I went to the IFR the international finals yep. here in Oklahoma City which when was you, fun when yeah. you first come over here and, and there's a lot of Australians that, that come over here to rodeo um, I mean and like when I, we were at the night rodeo there we there was always like four or five uh, the guys that would would come over and I just think it's so cool I, I can't imagine the dedication because these these Australian kids that came over they were from Rockhampton uh yeah, Queensland. Queensland. Yeah. So they come to they f- flew to Cody, Wyoming, not knowing anybody, not having any friends, just showing up with their bronc saddles, mm-hmm. ready to rodeo. Yep. I mean, I, I think that's that's something that that's pretty tough because everybody talks about how tough Australians are, and and I know they are. I've seen Luke, Luke get ran over many times, <laughs> um, and bounce back up. But it is the it's such a I don't know it's a, a badge of honor for these guys that just show up and go you know what we're rolling with it mm-hmm. we don't give a shit because could you imagine me and you going to australia oh not knowing anybody no going uh, leaving your family and everything from home and it's just not like you can you know go get on a quick flight back home i mean it's yeah, if you can do that it's a long ass flight home and expensive expensive and, yep um i, I want to talk and we've talked about this before over the years and beers yeah. uh uh rodeo in australia like, I've never seen a rodeo. It's in Australia. a whole new world. Like, I mean, how the don't ever rodeo like the townies and the and the cowboys fight. A lot of them sort of outback rodeos. It's yeah, they, anything goes. But you know, like, um, them rodeos might go from eight thirty in the morning to eight thirty at night, and geez, they had a good day because the beer sales were phenomenal. Wow, the bar was open for twelve hours. Yeah, it's <laughs> gonna be phenomenal. Is there that many contestants, or is it just not just that poorly run? Most of them, but um, <laughs> there is some really good professional, really good rodeos at home, sort of in in the cities. But once you get out there, where it's more of a fair and a celebration and everything, you could see anything twice. Wow. Really? <laughs> so, so is it? I mean, is it just like a uh, an American rodeo? All the same events, or do they do anything different? Or? Yeah, they do some different events. Um, we have. Uh, we call big steers anything over a three-year-old is a, called a bullock and so they'll have bullock riding so all the we call them ringers cowboys are ringers at home so all the ringers will come and get on a bullock just a big steer sometimes they flank them sometimes they don't but do they, they buck sometimes they buck sometimes they run away it's just it realistically that turns into a spurring competition whoever spurs the best one wins um but you might get sort of 30 40 50 entries in that and mostly sort of locals and they'll sort of start a rodeo with that and then have the traditional events. And then they have another uh, ladies' event that they do here and there called Steer Undecorating. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. see that at the Bill Pickett Rodeo. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's the best event to watch. Yeah, it's pretty wild because they go at them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes they end up in the chute. Yeah, I've seen that many end. times. Yeah. 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 Like so, buck and shoot at yeah. the opposite end. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because they, they, they don't give up, those ladies. Do they wreck they, they out in Australia hard. like they do in America in the Steer Undecorating? No, though, ladies, are, it, it's similar to the professionalism in the breakaway here. Ah, uh, gotcha. The ladies are like, it, like, it's a big deal to be, because you've got to be able to read cattle and ride. So, yeah. same as the uh, breakaway, yeah. I feel, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, and um, 
Oh, Scott Keogh. Remember Scotty Keogh, the bronc rider from Australia? He's back there now. And um, great horse trainer down there. Got a great business. And he was up here for, for quite a while and, and got to be good buddies with him. And we with, like, Brad Rudolph and, and kind of that crew. But I think he was the one telling me also, too, like, they would you'd have you'd have to fight at some of those outback rodeos or whatever you're talking about. Yeah, it's pretty un- you- pretty unavoidable. So tell us like I tell don't, us under- how it ha- I don't no, understand. Tell- explain to everybody in, in, in Rumford how that happens. Like, uh, oh, I don't want to fight, but ding ding ding. Well, everybody hit somebody. <laughs> it's no, it's just I don't know. They go to the beer stand and alcohol and tough guys and well we're not we're not even angry. Let's just see who's the toughest. <laughs> <laughs> like you might like if it's kind of a quiet night, you might see a couple of friends do that just because. Yeah, let's let's see how it is. Which well, I just always sort of disappeared around the back. Yeah, had to go to the bathroom a lot. <laughs> All right, Rump, might be a little quiet tonight. We might have seen the toughest. I'm going to knock I, you out. I hope you don't hit me. I don't want to be hit. <laughs> that wouldn't hurt very bad. Um, Man, see, but, but I'm hoping it's all changed. I've been home. I've been here 23 years. Yeah, but you know, yeah. honestly, though, it happens Different about time. if you give any redneck rodeo a bunch of beers 90 percent of the time there's going to be a fight and the hardest part is i i always really in the media i always try to really defend today's cowboys because honestly it's not the rodeo guys that are fighting because i think and you guys tell me if i'm wrong but i think mainstream america and like dealing with the newspaper guy and, and tv that when they picture a rodeo cowboy like okay so they're like, okay, this, these cowboys are coming to town. I, I'm thinking that they're picturing an old beat-up pickup truck and two old ranchers sitting in the back of it smoking cigarettes and drinking beer and, you know, and then after the rodeo going to town and trying to take home chicks and getting fights. When In all actuality, that's not true at all. I mean, all the people that usually get in these fights are not contestants. They're a local guy in a cowboy get-up. You know, that maybe rode in the grand entry or something that's at the bar that gets into it. You yeah, know? with a point to prove, yeah. But, but yeah, but I, I'm, it wasn't, it was like just, it's just like a thing from what I was told, but it, obviously it's, it's not as one, but I was, it was just like the townies fought the, the cow. I mean, it's just what it was. They just go there and it, like you said, it's probably, well, um, ladies and gentlemen, bring get me ready out, for the next bring event, me your the tough, fight. Bring me out your toughest. Here's our toughest, and uh, let's see. Yeah, it happens here and there. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, like I said, I mean, that's going to happen anywhere. Have you ever been to Woodlake, California during the pro rodeo? That's almost the same thing. At one point, there's going to be a rank fight. Somebody's getting hit with a beer bottle. <laughs> I, I've, I would do good over there because, like, I am super good at starting fights and then getting out of the way. Like, one of my favorite things is I'll find, like, the biggest dude I can find. So, say, like, we're in a, me and you, Bone and Luke, we're in a bar. Mm-hmm. And I go to the biggest, meanest dude, and I go... Excuse me, sir? Uh, yes. I said, see that guy over there, that Luke Kraut? Do you know him? No. Why? I'm like, I don't know. I just thought you knew him. Well, why did you think that? Well, he's been calling you a pussy for the last hour and a half. <laughs> and then and then just walk off. Not that that's good, but, I mean, I've done that before. <laughs> that's a really nice move. <laughs> did, uh, when, you were, when you were in Australia before uh, you were rodeoing, did you fight bulls over there, too? Or Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, um... Well, sort of by default, I always had a couple of practice bulls around and um, always had to have somebody there fighting bulls and they sort of picked me. And then uh, I had a contractor there that I was friends with and he would send me some young bulls to sort of shoot break and stuff or we'd practice on them. 
And then uh, I was at a rodeo one day and his bullfighter broke his leg and he said, you're up. And I got the rest of his run and sort of, I was riding bulls and fighting bulls at the time. I'd get on a, a horse, uh, get on a bull during the bareback riding and then go get changed and fight bulls. Which that happens. I mean, Kevin Rich did that. Mm-hmm. Doug Munsell, Wacy's dad, he rode bulls at Rumford Rodeos and fought bulls. Yep. And clown. There's a lot of guys. I remember, uh, God, what was his name? Oh, uh, uh, his boys, they do the bronc right now. There's, there's two boys, big rancher boys. His dad picked up. Oh, hell, if, you, if I said their name, but I remember being kids and his dad one summer picked up uh, Sydney. And uh, and when he when his dad was in the bronc riding, and when he got on, his son got on. He was like 14, and he went out and picked up. Oh, if I know his name, you'd know him. They're, there's two brothers. They're always in the ranch bronc riding here. Shit. I'll think of it. Go ahead. Well, I know that one thing, like, from a cowboy, not just a rodeo cowboy, but a cowboy standpoint, in Australia, they got a shit ton of huge ranches. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, stations. 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 Yeah. Cattle me- stations. Measured by the square mile, yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. Because uh, uh, Anthony Thomas, PRC bareback rider, he grew up uh, in Australia at a station um, with cattle. And, mm-hmm. And for all you truckers out there, that's where they have the road trains where you have, like, five potloads of stock. Have you seen those? Mm-hmm. Those are awesome. Like, growing up, did, was you around that stuff, Luke? Yeah, they, 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 they're sort of in, um, you know, the western or the mid part of the country, and then they got to lose trailers as, cl- as they get closer to uh, more populated areas. So around us, they could haul two trailers, like two pots was very common around us and then just a little bit further west than us you could haul three and then you get in the northern territory and there's really no sort of limit unless you get caught <laughs> no dot right exactly yeah. just hook on and haul <laughs> ass but it's pretty cool I, i've seen a guy back up three to a load and shoot one time no three shit pot, three pots yeah i don't remember doing cool. that wow i mean i bet i could oh yeah Probably not. I know CBL. Tom Newen's good at <laughs> They drive Volvos over there? Yeah, do they have Volvos? Yeah, Volvos and uh, a lot of Fords. Yeah, Tom would love that. Yeah. No, Especially if they're automatic. No flat nose Pete's. You, could, you wouldn't want to do it. Flat tops. Flat tops. I thought I were flat nose. No. See, I'm not a trucker. Nah, I mean, no. you, you have to have a CDL just to visit with me about it. Yeah, no, I don't need one of those. <laughs> clown, clown development <laughs> license. I about spit my coffee. <laughs> Don't spit your coffee out. I'm trying to find this damn story. And um, it's an Aussie guy, and he's a big, heavy set guy, and he, he's talking about, eh, and went out to the ready. I see, I'm really bad. And he goes, at three, you know, got yeah. three full fights, come yeah. back, and he shit me pants. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen that one. I'm trying to find it because it's the best audio. It is. So that's what I'm doing over here. Who is it? I don't know, and I can't find it. It's driving me nuts because it's funny as shit. It it's like a steer shit me pants, and then I rode me a bullet too, and then gotten another three four fights and yeah. it's like a, it's had like, me 26 beers and <laughs> fosters no they don't drink fosters Isn't oh, that's that right. right that's right yeah that's that is a myth. that's american that's an american yeah. australian that's what yeah. americans think australians drink right yeah yeah we drink 4x 4x ike yeah. sankey beer ike sankey beer <laughs> is it good well yeah it's really good it's not like ike at all it's not grouchy <laughs> burn oh man i tell you like uh, the other the other thing I've seen that, I, you know, I've never really talked about Australia with Australian people before because most of them, like Salsa Jake Finley, he just tells me to shut up. And, uh, but 
Have you seen those videos where those guys are catching cattle and they're sitting on a seat on the front of the truck? Mm-hmm. They're on like a Nissan pickup with a flatbed on it going like 80 mile an hour. And they're literally roping cattle off the grill guard of these pickups. Yeah, so they're called bull buggies, and they're for, for catching wild cattle, any kind of wild cattle, but mostly bulls. And some of them have a hydraulic arm on them to where you, just, you get up beside them, there's a couple of tires on the, on the side, and you get up beside them, and a hydraulic arm just sort of puts them in a headlock, and now they're connected to the Jeep, yeah. It's sort of a Land Rover or something, hopped up, yeah. Have you seen those? Yeah. It's nuts how they go at them. It's, it's kind of funny. Uh, James Hayek from uh, Hennessy, Oklahoma, the pickup man for Sammy Andrews, um, if you follow him on Snapchat, you can see his cow catching, mm-hmm. <laughs> which he does kind of the same thing, but with a Dodge pickup without anybody on the front and a bale bed. It's, uh, it, it's pretty crazy to watch, but uh, I don't know. I'd maybe be too heavy for the front of the truck, but I would think that would be the one job that you would not want. It'd be the guy on the grill guard. No, it wouldn't be much fun, no. No. Plus, you know, uh, Australia, this is not a watch-a-chi. This is seriously, it's home of the most poisonous snakes in the world. That's exactly right. Like, lots of them. When you were growing up and being around ranches and stuff, is there just snakes everywhere? There is, and you sort of got to keep everything picked up and cleaned up and swept up and burned off, and you're taught as a little child. You look out for snakes all the time. Really? You see a snake run. Like, it's a big deal, yeah. Oh, God, I hate snakes. Me too. I, I, I can't stand them. Like, Ugh. Did you ever get bit by one? No, but been around them and chased by them. And, ugh. Yeah. You got chased by a snake? Yeah, we used to have to ride our bikes about a mile to the, to the bus stop. And these are really high-quality bikes that we found at the dump and fixed up. So they're a bit rickety. <laughs> anyway, we used to have a little um, creek that run through our place and um, was, you know, homemade bridge across it. It was just a couple of great big hollow logs with dirt filled over it. Well, sometimes them snakes would nest in there, and you'd come across there, and there'd just be a snake laying where you need to ride, and you'd try to get around it, and yeah. Oh. Yeah. Now, um, I guess, you know, growing up in the Midwest, my uh, first really uh, introduction to the Australian way of life was... uh, Quigley Down Under? No, no, I can't say I was even that cool. It was uh That's a good movie though. No, oh my god. Uh what's uh how am I forgetting his name? There's a like three of those movies. Uh, oh Crocodile Dundee. Crocodile Dundee. Dundee. Yeah, <laughs> Paul Huggin, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the, the Aborigine guy he's out in the and then all, you see him out you hear him out there and he goes and he all of a sudden he gives a big thud and he goes, Oi, I ate the bush. Yeah. Civilized. As an Australian though, do you watch that movie and be like, That's so dumb. Ah, uh, we just get a laugh out of it. Because I mean, if you think about it, if you've watched a Western, you know, early's new rodeo where there's there's yeah. parts that are so corny, like you can't watch like it. in yeah. Yellowstone when they they're like, "Where's the bull riders that beat those girls up?" and they're in a pen, and you know, I mean, or like when Jimmy's getting ready to get on a bareback horse in Yellowstone and the barrel racer rides up in the alley and's like starts hitting on him when you're like, "That is so dumb!" Like mm-hmm. that's not a proper re- representation of what you know we are in exactly right. but I, I i i was one of that too because some of my firefighter friends i don't remember if you or i don't know if you remember the movie um, uh oh shoot what was it the the killer movie in the 90s uh backdraft oh yeah 
And yeah. so my my friends that were firefighters watched Backdraft, and they're like, "That was so that that's so dumb." And right, they were right. pointing out all the things. Oh, that yeah. was So like, it's Hollywood. And I want to be respectful, though. That's why I didn't know if Australian people that watched. I always wondered that if they watched Crocodile Dundee and think. They must think we're all a bunch of idiots over there just killing snakes and skinning alligators and banging that blonde chick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I did like the part in the movie, my favorite, I'll never forget it, is the when that guy pulls that knife out on him and he's like, Give me all your money. It's like that's quite a nice little knife you got there. I got one of my own. And the guy sticks the little knife up and he goes, That's not a knife. This is a knife. And pulls out like that machete. Right. That's the best yeah and then he comes to america he's got the little towel yeah but you know i mean leg on the inside of the door and does this and he's like that was actually we we 13 year old boy (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. i get it (laughs) was that one of your first movies that made your tummy hurt (laughs) my tummy hurts um but yeah i I just i i always wondered that because i want to be respectful to everybody and i don't know how everybody thinks but the the one the one video that i like uh when you you know when you think about down under uh, and kangaroos and shit is the awesome video of that guy that just punches the shit out of a kangaroo. <laughs> oh, my God. That kangaroo, if y'all haven't seen it. Like he squares up, huh? Like, have you seen the yeah, video? Yeah, he just squares up with well, it. Well, the kangaroo has got a hold of this guy's dog in a chokehold. And this is not Photoshopped. Like, this is the real video. If y'all, if y'all haven't seen it, you got to go to YouTube and search for it. And so this guy starts yelling, and uh, the dog gets away. And then the kangaroo starts boxing style, which I didn't know they, I didn't know a kangaroo would square up. And this guy just punches the shit out of this kangaroo right in the face. And then the kangaroo just hops away. It's a real thing. It is a real thing. I found the guy, but it's not the story. We were looking for bulls in our court. I went, I knocked on bulls. Kurt Hammer. He got up and got me against the side of the vehicle and sucked his horn through the back of my leg. Come out the front here. And I had a bloke with me. I said, well, you better. And the old bloke I was working for was sitting back at a truck and with some other people. So <laughs> way we went, we drove back there really quickly. But the first corner we went around, he nearly rolled the vehicle. So I threw him out and I drove myself. <laughs> and I had a strap tied around and stopped the bleed. And I got back to the truck. And they picked up a bloke, a Swedish backpacker in cash from the day before. And I always remember he had the best smile you'd ever seen and had all these big white teeth and this long blonde hair. Uh-oh. So he was sitting on the mudguard of the truck and the grader had just gone along and graded a windrow of rocks and gravel and that there. And anyhow I turned and the old bloke I was working for said, what's wrong with you? I said, I bullhorned me in the back of the leg here. When I stuck my hand in the hole, a piece of beef had come off. About that long little piece of meat. And I pulled around and I said, Hey, have a look at this bit of rump steak. And this Swedish fella, his eyes just glazed over and he just fell face first off the side of the truck into the windrow and landed on a rock and broke those four top front teeth clean off <laughs> level. So he was worth damage than me. And we both ended up in the ambulance together. So. <laughs> I've got to find that story because I drank 10, 12, 16 beers, rotary bubbles, shit in my pants, and then, you know, I cannot find it. Why can't I find it? Anyway, I know. I, if I was, Hammer. If I was in the, uh, if I was in Australia and seen a snake, I would also shit my pants. 
Uh, I've done that in America when I've seen a snake. Oh, <laughs> do you want another story by this guy? Uh, Tried to convince my old man. I said, you know, when you go and get the horse in the morning, it takes about an hour. I could just jump on the motorbike, run down the go and check a paddock for you. So it took me about two years to convince somebody. He bought me this motorbike. He was going away somewhere, and I was the only one on the property. And I thought, well, this is my chance. So I got on this motorbike, I went chasing Brumbies, my wild horse. Chasing Brumbies. And I hit a big bloodwood tree stump at about 120k an hour. Completely smashed the motorbike and broke my leg. And the bone come out, stuck into the dirt. And I thought, well, I'm going to die. Like, no one knows I'm here. Hopefully I won't be back for four or five days or something. So I thought, well, I've got to get out of here somehow. So but the main thing was get to a road first, sort of hopped and crawled out there. And about the second night I was there, something I was leaning up against a big gum tree and I had a big stick in my hand. And all these dingoes come there, howling and carrying around not far from me. Screw they started running oh, and nip at me a bit. So I thought, well, I was going to throw the stick at them, but if I throw it, then when they attack me, I'm not going to have anything. So I thought, well, they're going to find me here, just skeleton. At least I've been near the road, they should find me. And in the end, I just threw the stick and hit one of them. They all just took off. About the third or fourth day or something, and that old boy comes day, on sitting the road. out in the so he fixed brush. my leg in the Catherine Hospital and put a plaster on it. It was really hurting the next day, and my mother came there and I said, "You got to get this thing off my leg, like it's my foot's gone numb and everything." So she got an Indian doctor and he came and had a look at it, <laughs> and he, uh, he cut it off immediately and took me to Darwin. Yeah, they were going to cut my leg off, but I thought, "Well, I'm not going to be much good for bull chasing with one leg." So. I told the old fella, you can't let them cut my leg off, I'd rather die, you know. Yeah, they hung, hung a bit of a drip up and got antibiotics straight into me vein that day, but I'll be today. I had about eight screws and two plates in there, but when we were out bull catching on one job, me and Milton had uh, worked loose. <laughs> you can tell this guy's very skin. fat. <laughs> I've broken nearly everything except my back and neck and pelvis. Oh, I, I don't know. That's tough. Yeah. That, way, I don't that know. makes me feel like a pussy. Uh, Hit of wood stump going 120. MK. Wait, no. What do you say? KMs. <laughs> KMs. <laughs> yeah. Which, KMs. What would, that, what would that be? The 120, would that be 60? 120, yeah, 65. Ooh. Yep. On a motorbike. Do they, do they gather a lot of stuff on motorcycles yeah there's a lot of the sort of younger generation that got away from the horses and trailering out and they'll uh well a lot of the big places they'll spot cattle in a plane first and then send the helicopter and then send the dirt bikes and see i think that would be so dangerous Mm -hmm. oh it is dangerous i some of the wildest stuff i have i don't like motorbikes can't barely ride one like they scare me and there's guys that do amazing work on them and just crazy stuff rounding up cattle on a, on a motorbike yeah i would think that that wouldn't be handy but no I, I don't like it at all but there's them guys that are almost like you know the x game riders the stuff they do chasing cattle on a motorbike it's unbelievable well in like in, in the states here uh i'm sure anybody that's in rural america has got and i'm not knocking farmers because i love farmers but you got a farmer buddy that uh has a four-wheeler and he's going to gather his cows with and then when he can't get his cows caught with the four-wheeler then he calls the guys with horses that's right uh-huh. yeah. so in, in abbeville kansas which is a little bit different than australia in a lot of ways that's how it always worked like hey you need some help catching your cattle nope no i got this honda foreman i got this uh me and me and my son we're gonna take out our 
four wheelers will get them caught. Yeah. Mine's the blue one. You got the red one for the boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then, then the next day, hey, uh, could you guys? We're having trouble getting these cattle caught. Could you guys bring some horses? Sure. So we load up our horses, go over there, catch all the cattle, spend about most of the day getting it done, and then they take you to uh, Arlington to Carolyn's Essenhaus restaurant, and they buy you lunch and say thank you. Oh, that's nice. It's a lot of damn work for a six dollar special. Uh, <laughs> the six dollar well, chicken fried steak. Have you ever seen that now? That's an attachment goes on the side of a of a uh, pickup or ATV. I, I, I'm guessing a truck, but it's literally like a, um, a little pin, and it goes oh, yeah. up all hydraulic, and then you go over like the calf, oh, yeah. and then drop it down, and so you get out so you don't get hooked by. Oh know, wow! Yeah, mama. it's for for tagging calves. Yeah, after you know you just. You only need one of those for pussies. <laughs> okay, I have I have found Kurt Hammer. You've located how the, many lives have you lived? I think this is it. That's it. Oh shit! Hold on, it's uh, volume was down. Hold on, here we go. Here we go. Many lifetimes already, and they say, "Well, how do you figure that?" And I said, "Well, I went here's an example. I went to a rodeo once as the rodeo clown, and I got there at night." I think I had seven fights in five hours. <laughs> only one, three of them. My jaw broke and nose broke and both my eyes blackened. So I got into a bit of marijuana and a couple of <laughs> bottles of rum and that dulled the pain. That didn't work out. I ended up shitting myself. And then ended up sleeping with about three different girls over the weekend and rode a wild horse and a bucking bull and come home again. Most people haven't done that in a lifetime, have they? <laughs> not, not, not many people have already rode a few wild animals and shit themselves and had seven fights. Most people haven't had seven fights in their life, have they? But that's, that's living. Uh, <laughs> that's living, right? Oh, now, Rump, is that normal rodeo clown behaviour? <laughs> Shitting his pants is. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, for the accident, but... Uh, you know, no, that's even... Above my pay grade, <laughs> this guy's got in great. seven fights in five hours. Won three of them. Uh, <laughs> Didn't do really. Got good. me a little marijuana. I told you, I knew it. I, I had to find that video. Even heroes need heroes. <laughs> That's gold right there. Isn't it? <laughs> is this guy still alive? I I don't know. I think so. Can we reach out to him? Get him on rum chat. chat. That Holy would be cow. the go. That'd be it. Be, he hit the I'm on it. Yep. I'm on it. Most people have never went to a rodeo and shit their pants. That's living. <laughs> Slap three three gals over the weekend and come home. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's you know I mean that's him. What was his name again? Kurt Hammer. How did you find this Kurt Hammer? Uh, I just was typing in um, Australian cowboy poops his pants. <laughs> I hope and that you don't get in a car wreck and they go to look oh, into your search you, history. If you, would, if you would, yeah, it's bad. You know, because that's the one thing uh, on a total unrelated note. The one thing most people in America are afraid of is somebody seeing their search history. Well, you go incognito. No, they can Block still it. find out. <laughs> oh, gosh, dang. Um, so when you got over to the States, what, what year did you get your PR, PRCA bullfighting card? Because... You've been fighting bulls a long, long time and still getting by good. Yeah, um, I got my uh, PSA bullfighting card in 2007, um, but I had my I got my uh, permit to ride in 99. Dang. Yeah. Mm. Um, he died in, in 2010. He did? Yeah. 
But he it's lived. It's going to be hard to get him on Rump Chat. Can, yeah. Can you, uh, can you outdo any of those stories? No, not at all. <laughs> You've never been in seven fights your whole life? No, nah, no. Not, not, e- not even shoeing horses? Oh, yeah. Oof. So I want to talk a little bit about that because uh, there's not a lot of people that are shoeing horses anymore. Like, yeah. it's kind of a... Don Lanley. Yeah, well, Don, Don, but but what I'm saying is like, there's the the farrier services is not, it's hard to find them, you know. And mm-hmm. then once you find them, like trying to get in, I know, like where we're at, it's you got to have a, your guy that shoes your horses and it'd be on his list because mm-hmm. they're just it's one of those jobs that there's not as many guys doing it as there used to be, and one reason is because. Uh, a lot of horse owners are kind of batshit crazy a little bit, you know. Like, I've heard horror stories from some of my friends that shoe horses about, you know, showing up and and having people sitting right by you while you're doing it and, you know, have a horse pull back and, you know, you're just trying to do whatever you can. And then you finally get them shooed and then, like, you know, five days later they're sore maybe from riding and then they call and be like, you crippled that horse and this and that. And So it's not really a – it's not really – to me, a job that is very—I don't know—it's not very desirable. No, no especially when it's hot. But you're, you're bent over. Yeah, that—that's the thing. The bending over would yeah. kill me. Yeah, it's just horrible. So I, when you when you go to shoe and hardcore, how many do you do a day? Um, I like to do at least six and a couple of trims, and then a big day would be sort of ten and a couple of trims. Oh, but I sort of only because rodeo on and 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 what I've done. I sort of only do that three or four days a week and maybe not do it Monday and Friday and because you're gone or coming home or whatever. Um, but it's still enough and oftentimes too much, yeah. Do you have do you have just like a client list built up or do you like you only work on the same horses over and over? Yeah, and over? I got a pretty good client list now and if they're bad to do I just don't even I just like I just pack up and leave. I don't even deal with it anymore because they, like you said, there's not many guys around and you can you can leave this piece of shit here and Drive across the road and shoot a good one and yeah. be appreciative. Not yeah. having to twitch a horse. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Crank on his back leg here. Yeah. Back leg him. Yeah, it's, yeah. So, kind of where we're at right now, Luke is pretty tough being a bullfighter and a horseshoer. <laughs> but he's Dumb. never been in seven fights and shit his pants. No. So. <laughs> Had a little marijuana. So, but, well, let's hear. I'm, you've got to have some stories. And, and people love the good stories, you know. Um of the day, what's I mean? Give us uh, something crazy, maybe. Let's hear a wild Luke Kraut story. Yeah. Oh, heck, I don't know. I don't know what you we can bet. tell. I had a. You um, can tell. You me, can this tell, is rub chat. This yeah. is you want. Yeah. No, a pr- pretty cool story. Um, one time we were working a rodeo and had some two sections of bulls and uh, uh, slipped out around this little bull that was known known to hook and just grabbed him, picked him up, and sort of made a half around and had my hand behind me reaching behind me trying to just feel where he was well he come up with his head and the tip of his horn hit me right on the end of the thumb and popped my the thumb bone out through my thumb uh. like you could, you could see the bone through my thumb there Look. so i looked at it and we still had about eight or nine more bulls to work so i had uh cooper dewitt was there and i grabbed a roll of tape off of him i said tape this up and he almost vomited right there and we got it taped up and and I fought the rest of it, rest of that section, and then went to the hospital afterwards, and it became extremely lucky situation. It was a compound dislocation. I didn't break anything. 
it dislocated it and shot it out through the skin. Ugh. They cleaned it up and popped it back into place, put a few stitches in it, and away I went. I, w- I thought I'd be thumbless, you know, look like a damn team roper or something like that. <laughs> you don't want that reputation. And that's it, the D- DeWitt boys. Yeah, Cooper DeWitt. Yeah, Rio Rico. That, that's who yep. I was talking okay. about. That yeah. was his dad rode Bronx. Yeah, and he picked up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that, they got Thank a rodeo company you. in yeah. Arizona. Yeah, I yeah they did. Yep. Uh, Rio Rico is Cooper still riding Bronx? I haven't seen him in a while, but last time I seen him, he was. Yeah, yep. He was uh, at Pendleton, and uh, Cooper he's he's quite the character. He gets bucked off his gets bucked off his uh, horse at Pendleton into the grass, lands in the grass, lights a cigarette. Stands up, lights a cigarette with shaps and everything, and just walked out of the arena into the stands <laughs> and, and got him a beer. It was the coolest. I mean, and I mean, people loved it because Cooper Cooper's pretty old school, you know, mm-hmm. very old school. Yeah, cowboy, yep. big old wide brim. Yeah, well, they get they get in the bronc. I don't know if he rides bronc, but they get in the bronc riding here or wild wild uh, wild bronc riding. Yeah, wild, extreme extreme bronc, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever. no. No, those the that's the wild ride. horse racing. The ranch, ranch bronc, bronc ride. Uh, yeah. 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 When is the ranch bronc ride here? Should probably start here pretty, pretty soon. Pretty quick, I think. Yep. Think and and it's a good time. idea because they don't, I mean, just like anywhere, it's hard to get bareback riders. But here there's eight perfs. So they, they we have, what, two or three perfs where it's just ranch bronc riding. Yeah. Which the, brings a lot of locals and the, yep. the crowd loves it too, huh? I'd, and I'm telling you, ranch bronc riding, they're having it in Sydney, Iowa because, I mean, you have you can't get bareback riders. Same deal. A lot of performances, right? Yeah, yeah. five person. It's hard to. I mean, especially this year with with prices of fuel and everything. I mean, it it. I'm scared of maybe can twenty I, bareback riders. Can I tell you a ranch bronc riding story? Please do. And by the way, I think he's still alive. Apparently, I was looking at Kurt Hammer, the ceramic maker. <laughs> Damn you, Google. Kurt Hammer sounds like a porn star. It does. Kurt Hammer. All right, go ahead. Tell us your Thud. story. Uh, you know, the Butlers put on the uh, Ranch Rodeo in Abilene, Texas for years, the American Heritage Classic. And um, if you've ever been around Benny Butler at a pro rodeo, the Benny Butler that goes to the Ranch Rodeo is totally different, okay? So we were there, and we always, like, being in the stock contracting business, we always liked the Ranch Rodeos because we didn't have to do time event stock. I mean, pretty much... All we would show up with is a couple loads of horses. You know, we'd sort bucking horses and then, you know, watch the wild cow milking, which is always one of my favorites. But uh, it was always so much fun. Well, so we're there, and you got to have what a lot of people don't understand. you got to have the right horses for a ranch rodeo or for ranch bronc ride, right? Because you don't want to bring something and kill those dudes off, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to have just some dinks. Like, you want something to bucks, but not, you know. Like, trying to find that level is kind of tough. Yeah, and you want that good cowboy to showcase his stuff, too. And when it's done right, it's amazing. But it's, yeah. it's a tough pen to put together, for so sure. So, after the first performance, uh, well, during the bronc ride, this guy, he gets on one of Benny's horses. And, I mean, he this dude bucks pretty good. And this guy is hat-whipping him and pointing to the stands. And, I mean, just everything you could possibly do. It was pretty cool. And then... Uh, we, we was all drinking beer and hanging out. And it was cool because this was on Friday night, and I didn't have nowhere to go because, you know, Benny hates for a Peterbilt to sit in a parking lot at night when it could be going down the highway. So it was like, man, we're all drinking beer and having fun. And this guy, he comes back, and he's about pissed off, this bronc rider. And I, I, I can see what's coming, and I'm like, shit. 
I was trying to get Benny to go do something. I was like, Shannon, Shannon, tell Benny to go back there. And he just guy jumps on the fence. And he goes, hey, Butler. He said, why don't you bring something to Bucks instead of these pieces of shit that don't? <laughs> and Benny said, what did you say? And I'm like, no. And he goes, I wish you'd bring something to Bucks, but you ain't got nothing to Bucks, do you? And I'm like, oh, no. Mm. And Benny's like, go back the truck in. That Friday after the perf, I got to load, go back to Elk City, load the next morning, and bring back Prey Manis and Zinger and, like, uh, all the ones that nobody wants to get on because uh, they jerk people down and hang them up. And, and so got back that next afternoon, and uh, only one guy made the whistle, and no one ever said shit told Ben <laughs> Butler. Everyone that got bucked off, how do you like that, you son of a bitch? And then he, Benny had all these dollar bills, just singles, and he would hand them to those guys. But thanks for making my horse look good, Biggin. Try again next year. <laughs> and the guy that mouthed them that got on the next night, he was uh, actually from the four sixes, and uh, he got douched out. And then when this guy, he hit on his back hard. He gets, He's the one that got on Manus, and he hit on his back. And he's up, you know, he's walking about. <clears throat> he's not even out of the gate, and this Benny is just following him. Just telling him how stupid he is. And, how was that? Was that my car done? God dang, big boy. Why are you breathing heavy? What are you good about? You know, he just would not <laughs> shut up. And, I mean, Benny followed him to the <laughs> to the EMTs. And then once they checked him out, he followed him back to his saddle. And, and I was finally like, dude, that's that's good. Like, <laughs> you got him. <clears throat> I'm not but, surprised. But, yeah, I, I always liked him. I mean, the, bron- the ranch bronchi and I. Two ways about it. Like, there's the one where you can hold on to a rope, or there's night one where lap. you can't. Isn't night, night latch? latch? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is is this rodeo one where you can hang on, or is it like? No, I think this one's a freehand one. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can't. I can't remember. But you know, the they take some diggers, and and the crowd loves it. Even though you know, I mean, it's well, Jim. I think they use use Jim Kenny horses, and yeah, they do. Yep. Pretty, pretty freaking rank. And, uh, Those are the ones that are get gathered with helicopter. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they are, and not fun to sort, as you heard the other day in our last episode with uh, the pickup man. But um, it's good watching, and, and the people love it because it does add that local flair to it. Absolutely, you yeah. know. And um, so it's. I mean, Pretty Prairie is doing it. They did it like a lot of rodeos are bringing it in because it's hard to get bucking horse riders. Well, especially as spread out as everything is. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we've talked about it before, but, like, the fuel deal, you know, these guys aren't going to – if they draw a horse that they don't think they can win on, it's not that they don't want to come to your rodeo. It's just they're not going to come. Mm-hmm. Ranch bronc riders, they're from here or wherever you are yep. at. Um, they put, will show up. Yeah, I put up 2000 bucks and they're they're coming. They're coming. They're going to win a week's wage or a bit better. Yep. And 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 drink beer and you get, know and getting seven fights, getting right. seven fights, win and three pints. And, right. By the way, going Bank back three to chicks. him yeah. on my research, I'm kind of obsessed now. Yeah, uh, Kurt Hammer. Uh, let's see here, uh, legendary Outback Ringer. Oh yeah, a, Kurt Hammer has built a forty million dollar empire over three decades of bull catching. A cunning negotiator, Kurt also buys and sells commercial cattle on the side. So for he's cunning worth, negotiator. Yeah. Here here he is. This is what he looks like. Watch that water. That's that's a forty million dollar man. That's he looks like he looks like he sounds. 
Everybody just go Google Kurt Hammer and watch the videos. I wonder if Kurt Hammer's on Facebook. I'm looking at him right now. Apparently, there's a, a show on in Australia called Outback Ringer, and it's about a family. And it's kind of neat. I was watching a video that has, actually they get up by like a they got a jeep and has an arm that comes up and grabs the they get up alongside yeah. the bull mm-hmm. and then they grab him by the neck. Yeah. Yep. Gets him in a headlock. Yeah. It really is. Cool. It's just yeah. like a headlock. Yeah. That's yeah. unbelievable. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. Golly, did you ever do that stuff? I um have I rode in one, but um that was sort of way further out west of where I I worked. Um, that yeah, sort of where Anthony Thomas and them guys were at, sort of more like that yeah. It's crazy. So you, you haven't been back home in 20-some years? No, I've been back um, three times just for visits and stuff like that. But, you know, as you guys know, when you, you're working for yourself, when you're not here, you're not making any money. Yep, you're not you go there, you're spending money, money for sure. Mm-hmm. And then your bills and who's going to watch your place and all that. So it's a big uh, it's a big undertaking to go. I do need to go more often because that's where all my family is. But, um, yeah, no, it's uh, have it's you Have trip. your boys got to go back over? Yeah, they've been over. A couple times each, and uh, all together with us, you know, and uh, they really enjoy it and have fun. And, and I, I think it's pretty cool that that you've got to actually work these bull riding events with your son, as both being bullfighters. That's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. We just come from uh, Santa Fe in the wet with everyone, and um, we worked that rodeo together a few times, and uh, it, it's really great um, working with him. You, you just sort of know where everybody's going to be, and it just happens, you know. And he's been doing the uh, the freestyle bullfights. Yeah, he went to some UBFs and some BFOs and stuff like that, and, and done all right. I yeah. thought he did awesome. Uh, the Bulls, the Bull Games in Fort Worth, the Bulls mm-hmm. Gone Wild. Yeah, when they had the uh, they had the fighting bull Jingo, where you had to stack the blocks. Oh yeah. So he, uh, but you could you could take the fighting bull to the other people's team. So there's a red team and a blue team. So when they say go, they turn these Mexican fighting bull cows. I mean, mean bastards out there. So the other Jingo team, they're about. Because you got to stack them in order. So each one of your blocks says like one, two, three. So you can't just stack whatever. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, the other team has just about got their stack. Did you see this video, yeah. Luke? Yeah. And here he come, and I mean, damn near got wiped out. But he got that, that cow to knock down the other Jenga stack. It was <laughs> so cool. Like, I thought the bull, you know. Being, that was a neat idea. Being involved in bullfighting, I thought the bull games were pretty damn cool. I think it's a good addition, and, um, you know, we're in the entertainment business, and it is very entertaining. Yeah. Like the hula hoop, the the ringer. Yeah. So you get three hula hoops, and you get 40 seconds with a fighting bull to put the hula hoop on the bull. Kind of cool. Yeah. It's, it's a different twist, you know. I mean, Reno's been doing it for a long time at, at his showdios, some different right. stuff like that, you know. The, the porta potty one, porta potty, the, the ride the bikes to the other end, and all this, you know, crazy stuff. But there was some like I'd never seen that Django one, or um, you know, uh, what else was there? Yeah, the, the anyway, it was there's, good. There's one that the, that Rex Dunn used to have that I won, not a big deal, uh, called El Toro Tee Off. So they would have this hula hoop was the hole, and had a big flag right in the middle, and you had like these oversized plastic golf balls with the big plastic golf drivers and uh everybody dressed up like a golf like old school golfers like with the hats and the the big pants <laughs> and then when they would ring the bell the bull would come out and each person had somebody counting their strokes so whoever could get from the back end of the arena to get their ball in the hole won el toro tee off which i won and here's why i laid up everybody else went straight down the the pin i went to the side of the fence so while people were getting hooked it gave me a good opportunity to really square my shot away and open up my club. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> if your club's open, you're going to push the ball. You don't want to open a, club fast. On another thought, uh, <laughs> since Luke is a, a bullfighter and his son is involved in bull games, <clears throat> the one thing I think would be so cool, and I'd like some feedback on this, something that's never been done, okay? And I was thinking about this because, like you said, talking with Reno about, you know, uh, the flying U of, of their new cool stuff. I got one. So, have you ever seen the bungee cords like you jump off a bridge with? Yeah. Have you ever seen those? They're not, pretty not awesome. I have, all right? A bungee jump years ago. Years ago. At the Kansas what State Fair. What was it tied off to? A crane. The crane's fine. Asshole. I know where you're <laughs> What's going. What's the crane? It's big, big ass crane. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> and so, but check this out. Team bullfighting, okay? So, you and your partner, you're in the arena together, and... You have 20 foot of bungee cord in between it where it's each, like you got on a belt. So this bungee cord is hooked to your belt. And you and your partner have to have 45 seconds to, to make as many rounds as possible bungee corded together. Yeah, but you can't because you work opposite. That's, and so you so the bull's going to just get you know, tangled up in it. I Every, mean, that, everything's impossible I until don't. it isn't. Did you ever think you'd see somebody backflip a bull? No. I mean, did you? Not did on you? purpose. <laughs> Not I mean, on purpose. Did you? I mean, think about. Well, mo- I don't know if I mean I. I, I but I think just, about motocross. Think about all the stuff they're doing in motocross. They uh, were well, backflip okay. motorcycles. I, I find two dumbasses to go put bungee cord on and go Not turn out two dumbasses. Two uh, revolutionary inventors. Okay. Go go get. Go get them. Can we do that at Sydney for our Rump Chat five hundred dollar giveaway? If you can get Evan. And, and Webster to put on bungee cord between them, you go for it. Good hey, luck. Is your phone hooked in? Uh, I don't know. Can yeah. We, can we call Webster real quick? I don't know if it really works good on the... Uh, Let's try it. I don't think it works good. I just tried it. I would absolutely love to. I'll bet he would do it. And if two people could pull it off... Luke and his boy could do it. <laughs> no, I'm Father, good. son. <laughs> no, I'm good. You've done enough. We've got, we got a stride difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. This is a bit longer than yours. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting ghosted by Webster. I talked to him yesterday. Why doesn't anybody ever answer your call? I know. Yeah. Well, I guess we won't know. No. Um, since we're kind of getting down to the end of our episode today also, have we checked any more on the Sydney, Iowa pool party? No. I need to get on that. Yeah, I need to get on that. We want to do a pool party after one of the performances. And uh, we just, uh, you know, the pool opens up at like 10 o'clock. And, uh, you know, rent it out, basically. Yeah. Pay for the lifeguard for some high school kid that... <laughs> Could you imagine going to be scared to poor jump in after one of us? <laughs> Where's Rupp? I, don't, I saw him down there. Uh, He's send sitting. In, he's sitting on the drain on the twelve foot drain. Send in Wendy Peppercorn. <laughs> Wendy Peppercorn. Oh yeah. Um, you know she married Squints. Did she really? Yeah. 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 No shit. I did not know that. Yeah, it's in the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, you know what, <laughs> Luke? I also like to put our, our people on the spot, and uh, you can't give a rodeo queen answer to this. <laughs> what is your favorite rodeo you've ever worked? Yeah, it has to be this one. It's unbelievable. Like. You know, just the history. And for me, like, <clears throat> all of the great 
bullfighters have worked this rodeo at some point. I don't think I'm a great bullfighter. I think I'm a bullfighter that's got by, but my name's with them guys. True. So, so, well, for, so for me, this is very special. And that's cool. Yeah. This this uh, Prescott uh, also used to feature the Wrangler bullfight. Yes. Mm-hmm. James Pierce put on our, our uh, on our feedback that you know that's one thing that he would like to hear more is old Wrangler bullfighting stories. So yep. I, I think it would be pretty badass to get some of those guys on. Uh, you know, uh, Eddie Hatfield is committed to coming to Sydney next year for the hundredth. That's and so awesome. We will have wow, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Edward, he, he fought there forever. You yeah, know. he's a legend. Yeah, and yep. I also want to get Frank Newsom on now that Frank's retired. Yeah, Frank, you'd be great for Frank to come up. That was, uh, gosh, you know, I mean, anybody who ever fought bulls there would be awesome. I mean, uh, hell, Jeff Franks and and um, oh God, there's been Corey Wall. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm there's been some out. great bullfighters through that rodeo as well, huh? Z- Sydney, yeah? Yeah, yeah I mean, yep. the Wolverine. Oh, Andy Burrell. Yep. I forgot he used to stay in your parents' basement. Yep. Yep. The Wolverine. Uh-huh. The Wolverine. Andy. I'm Andy Burrell. <laughs> Dusty Essex. <laughs> Remember Dusty Now, Essex. that is a throwback. Yeah, wow, there is a, a throwback. There is a throwback. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, you, what, oh, uh, who is the, the young uh, Jeff Grigsby? The, Jeff remember Grigsby. Jeff Grigsby and yeah. young guy was super super talented would have been would have went a lot of places was um and then he had that aneurysm and and died in the arena um who and was Greeley I think I'm not who sure who was the uh the bullfighter that oh have you ever heard of Sticker Wiggins <laughs> no I have not I, I don't know some it came up in a conversation it's true and he was um, a real person. Yeah, these were and, Sticker and, and, was. and uh, Chase Servey and we were uh, I don't know we were all talking and he said no J D Feller brought him up our buddy J D and he said uh, something about Sticker Wiggins and we're like there's no way that's a real guy and thought I made it. and then we end up you know now it comes up there's a couple old photographers on Facebook that that uh, put on photos and everything and by God there'll be there there will be is. Sticker Wiggins Sticker <laughs> what a great name for. A, that's old school when the when the when the rodeo clown was a did clown things you know right. when the bullfighter he was well, a rodeo right. but guy. I will tell yeah. you this Luke Kraut will help in any clown oh act. absolutely like, like I even thought like, you had to I put well <laughs> I think it's funny when they do. I would I would want to and a lot of guys do Webster and yeah Tugness yeah. they'll they'll get into it like the, I like the old school stuff like when the bull falls down and he's laying there and they do the grab the tail and do the old jack yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. jack him up oh yeah. Or the, the butt slide where you're about to get hooked, and so you, you do the old fan your butt crack off and slide in the... Yeah, it's the, I, I love because that's how I grew up, you know, because uh, Jim Bob Feller did, did Sydney for like 15 years, and, and John Brogan, there's another one. Oh, but they'd yeah. all get in. They'd all get in and do those acts, and, and it's funny. And you guys do it, you know, and Gizmo, you know, or help Gizmo do his, his well, ambulance act Austin, or stuff like Weston that. Weston and Harp and Evan all helped me with the crocodile hunter. I think it's fun. Yeah, they know, I, I would I would like to do yeah. it because it's it's old school, you know. Right. Um, when I when I was riding bulls, I went to a lot of bad company rodeos. Um, yes, and I thought that's how it was supposed to be done, because if you watch the bull riding, you'd you'd feel like a little kid watching the clowns. Like yeah. it, it it was funny and entertaining and everything, even though they were doing their job and getting hooked and doing whatever they done at bad company rodeos. It w- I thought that's how it was supposed to be done. Yeah, you. you it was I, entertaining I, to everyone. They get hooked and maybe out the out gate, and then they run back out, and then they get down on the ground and scoot on their butts like their butts right. on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that's I, the stuff that I had a. I remember. Well, it, I'm not going to say where I was, 
And uh, there was a kid there that was fighting bulls. I needed. He was tall and skinny. So I needed his help with my mannequin act because he's the only one. He was the bullfighter. And I said, hey, uh, how are you, Justin Rumford? And he, he goes, I know who you are. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He's probably 18 or 19. And uh, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to need your help with this act. No, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm like, what? He said, I'm not going to do that. I said, well, why not? And he goes, well, I'm just getting started. I don't, I don't really want people, I don't want to get this going where they think that I'll just help and do a clown act, you know, just because I'm a bullfighter. And I've had some my people say, you know, you're a bullfighter, you're not a clown, so you stay in your lane. And I'm like, do you know that I can ruin you? Do you know I can call every PRCA stock contractor and tell them not to hire you? Godfather music comes in. <laughs> and guess what? He still doesn't have his PRCA card, so <laughs> suck it, tall, skinny guy that wouldn't help me. He is. He's kind of holding on Do to something. Do you need any help tonight? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, I am. I, um, I think I am going to do the – on a Friday night, I, I, I want to do something big, so I think we will do the mom's cram on a Friday. And there you go. Do a little oh, yeah. motorcycle tomorrow. I don't know. And, you know, people are like sometimes like, oh, you're still doing the motorcycle? Well, I haven't been here in three years, and it's not like I do that act all the time. Look, so Troy a- Learwell did the same act for however long he's been going. But he jumped people, a truck and a trailer. And, but st- people still loved it. It doesn't matter, even though if they may have seen it. People yeah. st- it's a good act. I mean, and he did it, and he still does it. Yeah. So, I think I haven't seen old Troy around. <laughs> Troy's been, he's been taking care of a ranch or something. I think he I missed uh, that guy. I think he That's gave good- up his phone, and he's... Living in a tree in the wilderness. That sounds about I, right. In I, a hammock. Yeah. I love Troy. I miss him. Uh, on a side note, have you seen Luke uh, without a paddle? Yes. The movie. Yeah. When they have those two, they find those two chicks in the trees. Yep. Sun, uh, like I haven't. Seen you that. haven't seen that? No. Oh, I don't my. think I would have left. They go up there and those chicks are taking <laughs> dumps in the bags. You didn't see that? <laughs> nope. What's I'm your, good. What's your that forest sounds, name? That sounds like something. It's it's a comedy it's a fetish. It's, no, it's hilarious. It's without a paddle. I feel it's hilarious. I feel anyway, like I just got no. seven fights and one three and shit my pants. Shit my pants and got in into marijuana. <laughs> on that note, man, thank you, Luke. Thank yes, you guys. Thanks, thanks, thanks for, for having me on. Yeah, for coming in okay. and uh, want to thank. Uh, yeah, go to rumpchat.com, Get your merch. Get your um, t-shirts. Go to Raw. We got a Raw coming out. We're gonna we're gonna do Randy Corley Raw. We're gonna hear. And uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be long and hard. So, ah, well, I'm glad uh, I was on today then. <laughs> Rodeopatch.com. Rodeo need patches. Um, yeah. All right. Yes. We will see you oh, later. Oh, don't forget your Manscaped stuff. Oh, Manscaped. Going into the summer. You don't want to go to the lake. And- I, you have chest, Terry. Do you uh, Do you need some Manscaped? You know, we've got a lawn lawnmower. And weed eater. Weed eater, yeah. you know. <laughs> Rump Chat 20. Rump Chat 20. Go to Manscaped.com. Great new line of products. The 2.0. Uh, really good stuff. Great gifts, great gifts for coming around. Yeah. It was, you know, Father's Day was yeah, it was already gone. So you take care of the hair on the head. Take care of your hair down under. There you go. Good night, everybody. <laughs>